Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ. I'm glad that you have returned today. We will be opening up to Jonah chapter 3. Uh, we're going to look at this chapter today. Uh, as we talked about the past couple of days, the probably one of the most well-known Old Testament events, uh, Jonah being swallowed by that great fish and being in the belly of that fish for three days and three nights, and the end of chapter 2 records that the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry ground. And so we'll pick up here in, in verse 1 of chapter 3. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. Now most commentators that I've read, at least that I remember, seem seem to believe that uh, because of the language that's used here both in verses 1 and verse 2 uh, and especially what that first part of verse 2 where he says arise and go to Nineveh uh, seems to indicate that maybe some spans of time had had occurred between the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3 that perhaps Jonah had been vomited out. Maybe he did go back to Jerusalem or go somewhere, settled down at least for a little while, and then God called him again to go speak to to Nineveh. Uh, that's very possible. Very well could be the case. Uh, but again, we don't have any direct evidence of that uh, scripturally or historically. We don't have any evidence of that. Uh, but that's really not the point. Uh, that uh, it really, whether there was a span of time or not, it doesn't really change the message that we see here in chapter three, and the importance of what we see in chapter three. So either way, God calls to Jonah and commands Jonah again to go to Nineveh, that great city. And then it says in verse three, so Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. They are three days' journey in breadth. Now that's pretty big. Uh, from what I could read and from what I could gather, that would mean that this city was about 90 miles in circumference. Now that, of course, does not mean uh, like the, uh, the most densely populated area of it was 90 miles, but of course you would have the major part of the city downtown, if you will, but then you would have, like all cities, you would have various suburbs and neighborhoods and things of that nature that spread out all around the city for many miles after that, just like most cities today. But, again, I don't know the exact circumference of, of St. Louis. I, I don't know. I didn't look that up. But, but, but either way, this was a massive city, especially for this day and age, that it would have taken three days to journey around the entire city. And so he gets there, this great city of Nineveh, which eventually became the capital city of Assyria, and we'll look at some of those things later. But it says, Jonah began to go into the city going a day's journey, and he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. Now, uh, 
There's a couple of things here in verse 4. It says, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Forty days, as far as Old Testament history goes, was a very prominent number, and it was a number that typically represented uh, a period of probation or a period of punishment, things of that nature. Going back to the children of Israel, when they were wandering in the wilderness, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The, uh, the spies, when they went out to spy out the land, they spied out the land for 40 days. And so typically that is a period of probation or a period of punishment. And here we have it as that period of probation to get them to repent, which is what we see in, in 1 Peter chapter 3. Uh, in verse 9 that God is not slack as some men count slackness but is long suffering toward us not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance God always always gives people a time and a chance to repent and Nineveh had these 40 days and when they heard it it says that they believed God they didn't just have a faith that he existed. What this means is they understood what he said and they became obedient to it. If they would have just believed, okay, yeah, I believe what you're saying, Jonah. I think, I think you're right. God's going to, to destroy us. But they didn't repent. They didn't change anything. That wasn't going to benefit them. Whenever it says that they believed God, it means that they understood it. They comprehended it. They had a faith in it. But then they were obedient to that message. And that's what we see at the end of verse 5. They called for that fast to put on sackcloth. And in verse 6, this is, this is an interesting verse. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Now this verse is used by skeptics and critics of the Bible uh, to undermine the authority of scriptures, to undermine even the date that we prescribed to Jonah, because it was not until 704 BC that the king of Assyria began to live and reign from Nineveh. Now, going back to the introduction of Jonah, Jonah was prophesying from about 780 BC. And so they'll point to that and they'll say, well, see, I mean, he couldn't possibly have been prophesying by 780 B.C. because, first of all, the language that he uses, he just calls him the king of Nineveh and doesn't actually specifically say his name, and that's not common in ancient writings if he is talking about the king of Assyria. And also the king of Assyria, if he was prophesying in 780 B.C., would not have even been in Nineveh because that wasn't until 704 B.C. that the Assyrian king began to reign from Nineveh. Well, the thing is, is the term king that is used here in verse 6 is not necessarily referring to uh, the, the king of the whole nation. This term is and can be used in reference to just a ruler of a particular area or even a governor. Uh, thinking about Melchizedek, he was the king. It calls him, I can't remember the exact passage, but it calls him the king, I believe, of Salem, that city and region of, of Salem. Not necessarily the entire nation, but that particular area. We could think about uh, Pilate being the governor or Festus or things of that nature where 
they had that position of authority over that particular city. And so that's the same term that is used here. So when it says king of Nineveh, that's not talking about the king of Assyria, or else it would have said king of Assyria. But it said specifically the king of Nineveh, that particular city. So the governor, if you will, the ruler of that city, uh, not necessarily the entire nation, but the ruler of that particular city, he rose from his throne and removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his, no and his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock taste anything, let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth, and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil ways and from the violence that is in his hands. And who knows, God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. So this man, he gets up and he makes this decree uh, by his authority and all of those that served under him, which is described in verse 7 as his nobles, those that served under him, made this decree in essence bringing the entire city into mourning and into repentance, even as it says, the beast of the field being covered in sackcloth and observing this, this fast and turning from the evil, as it says in verse, nine, in verse 8. And as he says in verse 9, he says, and if we do this, in essence, this is what he's saying, if, if we do this, God may turn from this disaster and, and won't destroy us. But as he says in verse 9, who knows? We're going to repent and we're going to turn from our sin so that God might spare us. But, but he, of course, maybe in his mind, didn't think of it as a guarantee. But as we see in verse 10, when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. Going back to verse 5, they believed God. They had a faith in God, that God had been had sent Jonah, that the message that Jonah was preaching was from God, and God meant what he said in regards to these things. But if they did not repent, if they did not act upon that faith, God would have destroyed them. As it says in verse 10, when God saw what they did, he saw their repentance. He saw them changing from their sin and submitting to that command and message that God had delivered through Jonah. When they turned from their evil, God relented from that disaster because they had repented. And this is such an amazing, amazing situation where this entire city submits to God and turns from, from their evil. Certainly, certainly something that is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, but that's chapter 3. We've already gone over a little bit, and so we'll stop here. Like I mentioned, uh, we definitely won't be having any videos next week because we're going to be out of town, and most likely the week after, just because of, of scheduling and when we get back from vacation, it, it just is probably not going to work out that I'll have the chance to record. Uh, but when we start again, which will, Lord willing, be in a couple of weeks. We'll pick up in chapter 4. I thank you for your time and for your attention, and even though we won't be having videos for the next couple of weeks, uh, I encourage you to always 
read the scriptures every day, do a daily Bible reading schedule if you aren't already, and just look and, and try and, in some way to, to get into and to study the Word of God every day. But I thank you for your attention. I hope that you'll come back when we pick up in chapter 4.